0: Welcome to another episode of the Criterion Cult Podcast. Hello. Yo, what up? Yeah. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Garcia.
1: We got... Mondarvizzi here. Diego the Demon Diaz, what's up?
0: Nacho Lefou Vielma.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: right. And we're here to talk about Criterion Collection films. So what we do here on the Criterion Cult is... We'll get a film from the Criterion Collection, we'll watch it, and then one of us, the four guys that you just heard, say their names, (laughs) will bring a film that they believe should be in the collection, and then the other three dudes... We'll vote it in or out because Three we've foods. been paid. So think about, if you don't know what the Criterion Collection is, think about it as sort of the canon of film. So these are the best yes. films ever. These are the films that need to be All preserved. All over the world. Yeah. All over the world. Every decade, they need to be preserved. And yeah. we're bringing those films and figuring out which ones should be there or not be there. Yeah, yeah. Pretty simple, right? And we get paid for this. Criterion loves us. Yeah, I mean, we, you ask anybody in the film world, we're the four guys. They know us. Yeah, yeah, they, they
1: know us. The four yeah. film... Form.
0: Criterion Fools, Film yes. Fools, yeah, those we're the Film Fools, yes. yeah, the
1: Criterion Cult Fools. And
0: today, because we're just all around great guys, we are talking docs, we're going into docs, and okay, honestly, look, Frank I'm not going to lie to you guys, before we get into everything that's going on, I want to just read something here really quick, can I do that? Yeah. Go ahead. So, this is something that's online about the Criterion Collection. Okay. And the okay. people who like the Criterion Collection. I just wanted to bring this up because we're the Criterion Cult, and this is yeah, kind of yeah, about makes it.
1: sense. Makes sense.
0: One big wank section, session. Sorry, Criterion Channel is currently flooded with Black Pride. Even if only black actor in film is background in three seconds, they promote it as empowering. It's gross. The capital UI is clunky and slow. Only very few have special features, which should be outrage. They constantly push directors rather than the films itself. Very small catalog. Lost so much appeal since Filmstruck broke apart. They are going to fail because they are doing the same thing as Filmstruck. This is some asshole talking about the Criterion Channel. Mondo, why'd
2: you write that, Mondo? I didn't write that. Did the film... (laughs) Hulk film critic guy right (laughs) there? No,
0: no. I some asshole online literally talking shit about. That's all one person, now one person. But I just wanted to bring that up because I wanted to just (laughs) say that we're better than that person, and we're not idiots. And what we do here is not about, you know, whatever that guy just said. I mean, we're just trying to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. And today we're talking ducks. I just wanted to point out who that person was because he's a piece of shit. We're talking documentaries. Diego's bringing some shit to the cult, to the set, to see what he's going to sacrifice. Hmm. What yes. do we got?
1: So I'm bringing from the Criterion Collection, The Thin Blue Line, directed by Earl Morris. Earl? And, yeah, yeah, I said it right. And <laughs> yeah, then, like uh like the Duke of Earl. Yeah. And uh, later on, we're going to be talking about my choice for the chopping block, Dear Zachary. Oh. So let's get into it, guys. So thin blue line.
0: Give so, us a little about that uh, thin blue line. So,
1: like I said, directed Whoa. by Earl Morris. Um, Earl. Inv- that was true. Your- <laughs> an investigative documentary about a man who was wrongfully convicted of a murder of a Dallas police officer by a uh, and was sentenced by a corrupt justice system. And that's that's nothing worth new it. here,
2: right? We've always yeah. known the justice system. Is uh, corrupt yeah. and, uh, and for garbage. Profit. Same old bullshit.
0: Yes. And same so, old, same old. So you got a guy, right? Let's really kind of dig deep into what this story is about. So you have this. So let's just sort of paint this picture for you guys. You have this kid, David Harris, who's a piece of shit. He's kidnapped, he's robbed. He has murdered... No good Well, reason. he actually hasn't murdered. He hasn't been caught murdered. Not at the moment. Yeah. Not at that moment. But he's gone. he's gotten to a bunch of trouble. He's just a troublemaker. Yeah, Everyone, he has a rap sheet. A yeah. bunch of different counties in Texas. Yeah. Sheriffs know who he is. Yeah.
1: And he's a teenager still, too, which...
0: Which makes him even a bigger piece of yeah. <laughs> shit. We need to talk about this piece of shit, is what he is. Yes. He's a... We need to talk about Kevin, is what he is. Ooh, And so... You have him hanging out with this. Unfortunately, he's sort of a drifter guy, uh, who Randall Adams. Up, yeah, who he, he he's just kind of like a guy who's just you know he's just one of those drifter, redneck kind of. I I want to say white trash, but I I, I don't want to say that as like an insult. I don't want to make
2: it seem yeah, like it's an is insult. Is there anything wrong with that being a drifter? No, it's no, just no, no, no. The way you choose to. Sure, live your life Especially and, and that's what that i'm saying time, that's what i'm trying
1: to say during Is that it, time it's so easy to like just pick up and leave you know again
0: what I mean? and that was another thing too i i was going to try to write a, a letterbox review about this and that was one of the things i struggled with was making it seem like a drifter was a bad thing mm-hmm. where I was trying to say I would never want to have that lifestyle, but okay. that's not to say that it's a bad lifestyle. If you want to be a drifter, there's nothing wrong with that, right. but yes. he, you can get yourself into some shit. Because he goes yeah, to Texas, he point. gets a job. Yeah. yeah. You know? No, no, he's he's a responsible person. He's actually a, a, a well-rounded person. Randall Adams can actually speak for himself, yes. whereas David Harris, who obviously committed the murder is a piece of, like sure he can speak and, and he's well spoken, but you could just he just doesn't care. You can tell he doesn't care about anything. You can right. tell he doesn't give a shit. So
2: Yeah, he has no more remorse or empathy for yeah. Right. So Harris Anything that he's doing or Harris done.
0: shoots a cop. It's obvious. I mean you don't even need you don't even need to be a detective to know that this. You need a milkshake this... to figure that. Out. <laughs> yeah, you, you really don't. He confesses
3: it at the beginning uh, in the beginning of this documentary. He, well, they, basically,
0: he's... he's not. He's bragging about it, and yes. it makes sense because he does a bunch of crimes. So why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't he? And then he decides to blame it on someone else. He decides to blame it on that guy that he was hanging out with,
1: Randall Adams.
0: Yes, he decides to blame it on Adams, where the cops, who for some reason know that this other guy, Harris, is a piece of shit. Right. They know he's a piece of shit. They yes. know he's done all these crimes. Yeah. He has done a bunch of shit. But yet, for some reason, they believe his testimony, and they give him a deal because cops don't give a shit. What they know, and what basically what it is, is that Harris is too young to qualify for a death penalty.
1: Not just that, but he's like a good old boy, whereas this drifter, who, like you said, is older, he qualifies for a death penalty. Uh, death penalty but yeah, also we,
0: we can do a whole other podcast called fuck good old boys and yeah. talk about how that's a whole thing that that's like really what literally it is cops and judges literally look at uh, white little boys it yeah, goes back to, to, it goes goes back to it literally Eden, Eden lake it, it's happening we well, about... no, no, it's happening now yeah there's literally rapists they get off because judges like oh, i don't want to ruin this kid this college kid's life he, right, they rape somebody like in a behind a dumpster. That like they drag some pet. You know what I'm saying? Like disgusting shit. And there's these fucking old white people who are like, "Well, you're a young white person. I don't want to ruin your life. Right? I, you're a good old boy. You're right. that. You're just boys will be boys. Yeah. Like it's fucking stupid. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. And it, it's like one of those things where you say you're watching this documentary, and literally the the director. Er, Earl Morris is not doing anything Earl. to. He's <laughs> not doing anything to sway you to a certain side. No, no, no. He's not trying He's not sensational, sensationalizing anything to make it be like this is the side you should be on. Right, right, right. And so you're watching these facts, and even you know before. Halfway through this fucking film, I knew that Harris was the one. Yeah. He's the one who ratted out this other guy because he's the one who did it, obviously, because he does nothing but crimes. Yeah. And so to see that for some dumb fucking idiot like me who has a fucking Criterion Cult podcast (laughs) can sit here and watch this documentary from 1988 and be like, oh, yeah, no, obviously this man's innocent. Obviously. I don't need to see anything else but this. All the proof and all these things that these detectives are saying, yeah. all the stuff that these judges and stuff are bringing up is all bullshit. But that's the they're, thing. They're, is there was no evidence
1: for this person. The There's evidence nothing. was all for David Harris. Yeah, Everything was, just, was Yeah, it was just his word. Yeah, right, that's yeah. really all it was. And then yeah. you
2: see both of them, Adams and Harris, are both in jail. Right. And you know Adam um, Adams is the one convicted for the... For the murder murder of the Whereas, like, Harris is just in jail all the time. Yeah, just because he was always going to be in jail, no matter what. He was going to get caught eventually. because he commits crimes.
0: And then he blames it. And the one thing that fucking pissed me off about this (laughs) fucking thing is that this piece of shit white trash motherfucker, and I'm using white trash as a derogatory thing now. That's fine, go ahead, dude. This piece of shit fuck Harris tries to tell the cops, and the cops are believing this type of shit, too. You know, these small-town hit cops... They're believing shit. where it's just like he's saying. Well, I was high and I was drunk, so I didn't know. What I don't I was remember. Doing, yeah. Fuck you, dude. I don't dude. remember. Fuck you. Don't you dare blame drugs. I'm high and I'm drunk right now, and I know <laughs> and exactly. i remember what I'm everything, doing. Yeah. and I remember. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah, no fucking, one's patting you on the head. Yeah, and I'm not gonna <laughs> kill somebody, and I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> like steal shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not gonna fucking shoot a cop, or I'm not gonna. Like, kidnap, try to kidnap some, kidnap somebody or do some crazy shit like that. You know what I mean? So don't blame it on that. You're just a piece of shit. You don't need alcohol or drugs to make you a piece of shit. You are that, and that just brings that out in you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Right? I mean, that was one of the, that, that, that really pissed just me off. Because those it. cops, you know, they're interviewing these cops and like, well, he said that he was stoned and he was high and he was drunk so that's why he acted this way and that's why we felt that and you know and it's just like shut the fuck up what's you more, fucking idiot yeah what's like, more
1: infuriating is too they find the, the those... weapon they find the weapon they find the correct caliber it matches to you know the the shots that were taken of the, the the uh the casings that's from the you know and yet they still let this guy go
0: not their boy
1: no not their boy exactly. because they
0: didn't care at that point and what this what the thin blue line and dear Zachary what we're going to talk about later shows yeah. is that the justice system doesn't give a shit about us. It doesn't give a shit about us. These these systems that were put in place to help us whether it's the police, whether it's doctors, whether it's the judges, they're they're not here to help us. They don't care about us. They care about money. They have other reasons why they're doing the things that they're doing. They don't give a shit. And so here Putting people, I guess, back in '88 or whenever this actually yeah, took it was place. Seventy know, something. 76, okay, yeah, it's in the 70s. 76. Yeah. yeah, so back in the '70s when this actually took place, the case. They were just gun. They were just hard for putting people on the electric chair.
2: Yeah,
1: this goes back Especially to the whole.
0: Especially Texas. Yeah. Texas is hard for just killing people. Yeah, it goes Texas back to the whole wants like to witch shoot hunt, fucking stuff. you for no reason. Well, yeah. th- it yeah, didn't I mean, help that yeah. the
3: system was already set up against us. But I mean, there's also people, civilians, who were pieces of shit too, who are just out in it for themselves. So that played a part in this. Yes, it case was like a. Well. It was.
0: It was like literally the worst uh, crossroads of those two things. Yeah, where you had this piece of shit little fuck who's going around causing all kinds of chaos he and he through bad luck this guy happened to take a ride with him right so they were able to prove that he was in a car with him at some point mm-hmm. and he goes and this other harris idiot kills a cop and he's able to blame this guy and the cops and the judges and everyone are just so fucking hungry to put someone, some, yeah. yeah to throw somebody on the chopping block yeah. even though they have a perfect candidate for it. this piece of shit kid who has kidnapped and done all these things they want to blame. That's
2: so weird that he, you know, since he was like a minor, the Harris is a minor. They can't try him for an, as an adult. No, they probably couldn't. Not sure. not sure what the laws
3: were back yeah, then. Easier to either, convict so. the older drifter, yeah. Yeah. you know, yes, and because Texas wants then, yeah. to kill exactly. old people. They don't they just want to kill put kids. someone in the chair, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
1: Especially back then, we yeah. really don't know how how the laws yeah. were written or anything like that. But I still yeah. don't know how the laws were written, and that's why Joe Rogan
0: moved to Texas because he wants to prosecute us. And he wants, he to, have wants us to kill Randall podcast. He wants to get him he in the hot seat. He wants us to die because he knows that we're the we're better podcast. We're coming for him, man. We're yeah. coming for him. He yeah. knows our necks are getting as fat as his. <laughs> we're getting podcast neck and podcast head. Oh, dude, he's scared. he's oh. scared. <laughs> he is fucking scared. No, we can get him. We got you. We got you, <laughs> dude. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. You better not cross that Rope. thin brew line, homeboy. <laughs> um, so, Frim brew line. So anyway... Thin Line is engaging in terms of the fact that the story isn't that crazy. It's not as crazy as what we're going to talk about later. It's not twist. Right, pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's this a
2: good. kind of cut and dry like yeah. criminal case. You yeah. Know? yeah, right. But, but what engages you is the filmmaking at the beginning and how they reenact um, the testimonies of witnesses um, of point of view. You know, yes. everyone's perspective. So yeah. it's not just. How you would see in like, a, I don't know, like a 2020 thing or like. Right, a, or in some of the first 48 hours yeah. of things
0: where they say this is the definite reenactment. Yeah, they just do one reenactment This of is trying to scene, show you, you know? the perspective. This per, perpe- perspective. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: pecs of the sp- suspects. No, the pers- <laughs> perspective. Perspective. Perspectives of the, sus- uh, yeah, of the. Of of the witnesses, you're acting suspect. I know. I'm sorry, but anyway, (laughs) but like it looks, it looks real at the same time, but it also looks very cinematic just because how it's lit and like how it's shot and everything. It really like it really drags you into the narrative of the film, and just those two guys are kind are really kind of engaging because they're so calm about telling their story and the interviews that they give. You know. right Adams and Harris Adams which is another Harris, reason
1: yes. why this this documentary makes it's it's so unbiased because mm-hmm. it's not really trying to like they're not trying really hard to sway him, you it's just letting it's them tell just, your yeah, story it's like, just basically tell the, me what happened the, the film
2: makes you a juror on their case yeah really much you know? yeah
1: really where whereas other other documentaries might try a little bit more this doesn't push that it just leaves you on that Leaves you on that uh, that path that it's going <laughs> yeah.
3: on. Quick question about like one one of the cinematic scenes. Um, do, about- you, do you guys feel that it was real when... Um, so, you know, one of the perspectives... I can't remember whose it was, but, you know, explain they the scene. They don't really say, but yeah. So, when they're showing one of those perspectives, you know, basically... So, what they show a lot is... It, basically, the crime is... There's a driver. They shoot a cop who comes up to the window who checks up on the car. Yeah. But in one of one of the scenes, as soon as he shoots him, he, like, spins around, like, three times. Do you think uh, that's real? Like, do you think that's kind of a... I miss I don't that know, spin. I just, it, just, it just kind of makes it... I don't it, remember I, that specific yeah, yeah, detail it just, of the spin. No, no, it just, um, it just kind of made me laugh just because like, it, it seemed, like, a bit more... I get it, you know. It's just Right, so you just...
0: watched a police officer get shot and spin around, and you laughed. Which, you know, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. That's fine, dude. I, I, like, I condone that. No, no, no I was... I'm just... <laughs> look, I, I don't know... I'm just kidding. If that... Don't kill me. It might just be the reenactment, the actor doing a dramatic thing, or maybe they try to just... I think what Earl Morris is doing here is that he's showing you, again, the perspective. It's not a reenactment. Yeah. And to show... The perspective is it's got to be over dramatic. It's yeah. got because the, most of those witnesses who were saying shit, there's no way they saw the shit they saw yeah, just passing yeah, by. That's really so quick. weird. Like because they just three, passed by really quick. Yeah, like and, uh, like when you when you see someone get pulled over and you're driving by and you don't stop, you don't see the whole fucking thing. You don't know what that person looks like. You might see a quick glance, but there's no way you can tell exactly. And they were what's so quick on. to
1: believe the 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 testimony of Emily Miller, which was like basically their. Their star witness that's what put like the you know the nail in the coffin for yeah, they this. found some
2: crazy bitch who was yeah. willing to say like i know it was him and they she's were like well crazy. we like that yeah. so mm. yeah she was abducted by aliens obviously or something
1: right
0: she has like stories like that she's just, she's a, just a fucking nut, crazy, crazy. Yeah. A where you look at her and you're just like oh you like you packed on makeup for this interview because you don't care about telling the truth you just no, want a, to be seen She's a, a me camera. story she's it's a karen
1: me, me. from the 70s
0: like for
3: yes. sure yeah yeah for sure definitely
1: yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yes, and it's disgusting, <laughs> and all. And most of these people here are disgusting. the The, the judges, the cops, they're they're just very, they're so matter of fact people that they don't want to admit that what they did is wrong, and what and how they went about this process. Yeah, is wrong. there's
2: that one cop who says about giving the testimony how you want to be, kind of level headed, just say things clear, no kind of emotion behind anything. He's kind of giving like, he's giving you a like a. Um, like how to do things, you know, so you don't come off as erratic right. he, he's or, sort of, he's or sort, of, sort of telling
0: you this is how cops act. Because even though we want to be little fucking whiny babies, who We're not even whiny babies are just to, or, be more or like who like take a, things personally, like like be a human. locker room almost. You know, yes, it's, as opposed to being like, well, I'm a civil servant. I need to put all this personal bullshit back. And just look at it as terms of the law. Which is what you're expected
1: to do. That yes, you should do. Which they probably officer. were just
2: saying, Oh yeah, I just want to fuck fuck this hippie guy.
0: Like, right. Yeah, really. Because him, because really. let's be honest, if David Harris was black, he wouldn't have been able to commit all as many as crimes as he fucking committed. No. Yeah. The first crime that he fucking committed, he would have been fucking hung Especially down there, yeah. yeah exactly. yes. Especially down there. Especially in fucking Texas. Yeah. Honestly, fuck Texas. But I mean you know, in terms of you yeah. know, Texas is pretty racist. Yeah, They're pretty what was that fucking- town
2: that they uh, that one of the lawyers went to with? Well, the two lawyers went. To something them. with an L. Where oh, literally what, the a KKK the was, KKK a, KKK yeah. was like it that, the, right? yeah. exactly the, they
0: literally, they the literally, something. They literally yeah. run a town. The KKK runs yeah. a town in Texas, and Texas is fine with that. So fuck Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even mean to take. I, I, not, fuck Texas. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that that's what I mean. They, they The law in Texas was pretty much just like, yeah, no, we're not really trying to find out who really did it. You told us someone did it. We're down to throw them in the electric
2: chair. And that's fine. Yeah, that's and we fine with who cares? He's just some drifter. They lost Who no gives sleep. A shit? That's what they said about John Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look what he, look what he
0: did. Yeah. Well, it's Jeez. too bad that fucking Adams couldn't do the same thing and just start yeah. killing a bunch just of go cops. Go crazy. Yeah. Not that I condone something like that, but look, I mean, cops are out to get you, and this kind of movie sort of shows that. And that look. The guy who killed the cop is a piece of shit. He's a god-awful fucking piece of shit. But cops let him off and let him do Mm. these things because they thought he was a good old boy. So think about that. because he was white. Nobody else in society, no one from the left or from the right, or nobody, there was no politician. Mm. It's literally cops who let this fucker get off. So they're the ones to blame for a cop dying in the thin blue line. Yeah. Mm. Not David Harris cops are because they literally thought this fool was cute running around kidnapping and doing all this shit and they're like oh well he's just a good old boy i mean one time he shot someone dead and i was just like why'd you shoot him dead well he shouldn't have pulled a gun on me oh yeah and he was just just saying, like laughing at that yeah, he, he was saying like was- cops are laughing at this shit
3: it's funny you say the cops are to blame um the, you know they also try to pin it on 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 his partner, the dead cop on his partner because she was the first... If you guys recall, she's the first woman... And she is to blame, too. She's the first woman... Oh, Yeah, in Texas, yeah, She's yeah. The first yeah. woman cop patrol, like yeah, yeah. in in Texas, and, and they love to blame
0: she, a woman. They're like, oh, but she, honestly, she was busy drinking her milkshake. She dropped, the, she milk dropped the milkshake <laughs> on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she got she had a Burger King milkshake, or no, it was a Whataburger, They eventually said. Oh, really? One oh, of the oh, okay. they, the, the image was Burger King, but yes, they yeah, said they, Whataburger. They, well, yeah. in the reenactment, it's Burger King, but one of the the detective guys mentions that it's actually Water because okay. he says Burger King's. Old. I was just he says he actually goes, oh well, we found out it was Whataburger. so he got it because they don't. I mean they don't have milkshakes at Burger King that you go out of your way to get. You'd yeah. probably go to Whataburger to I get mean, a they're milkshake. Okay.
2: Anyway <laughs> But that's that's a crazy through line that they talk about with the 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 woman police officer yes. who was there with him. Who watched they her hypnoti- who literally
0: let her partner die because she was sipping on a fucking milkshake. Reminds me,
2: reminds me of Robocop, but um <laughs> you know how they hypnotize her to get information out of her and she remembers like these random things she literally remembers a bunch of cases and the cop is just laughing it's like "Eh, it really didn't help at all yeah (laughs) and that because she instead of
0: positioning herself the way she should have when you do a, a basic stop when you're a cop, yeah. he goes up to the window, and she was supposed to position herself in the uh, behind, back, behind, in the yeah. rear of the car yeah. and to the right where he was on the left yeah, side. There yeah, there's a passenger, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. which
2: they don't even know.
0: And so, literally, from the way it seems, they popped off like six shots on this cop. And it wasn't until after the sick shot she, that, finished she de- that she decided to, to sit. shake. Yes. Yeah. She, she literally <laughs> fucking like, like slurps the last thing until she finally decides like, oh, to go Oh shit, it's out. time for me yeah. to yeah. shine. So yeah. yes, it literally, this the thin blue line is literally, what, the, the reason it's called this is because a fucking judge, the piece of shit, piece of shit judge who convicts um, Adams, Adams and doesn't seem to give a shit about Harris says... He's all, well, you know, the prosecutor mentions that, you know, there's there's a thin blue line that, you know, between the public and the cops. And and the police are are constantly on that line protecting us. And we don't have to see what goes on on the other side of that line. And it's just like, you're you're like, you're blowing the fucking cops right now. You're just fucking sucking them off. And literally, they're to blame. They've literally let this little fuck off a bunch of times. And they've been sucking on milkshakes from Burger King or Whataburger. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, She's yeah, the one yeah. who should have got shot, not to be a dick. But you know what I'm saying? Like, she literally let her partner die. Yeah. She let her partner But die. yeah, there's these and just, so, like, But they small... want to blame some fucking hick fucking drifter. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to call him a hick.
1: That's, that's, that that <laughs> seems like it's a bad thing. But they wanted to just blame some some yeah, down-his-luck... Uh, uh, some guy you know, that's really trying to better his life, because he's going yeah. there to find a job. You know, he's going there with his brother. He wanted to find a job. He's looking for employment. He wanted to better his life, you know, and and all of a sudden he just falls into this shitty situation with this shitty person and and unfortunately it could happen just to like anybody Zachary. yeah yeah he like just
2: yeah.
0: He, he was like in a good situation, a situation but yeah. he just gets yeah, just like a what we are talking head. about. Yeah, it's just literally both these documentaries are literally. But you have to ask about too, like literally the worst. And, and also, both again.
1: these documentaries have oh. psychiatrists who are just fucking idiots, fucking morons, just helping oh. the wrong person out. You know what I mean? Like, well, just- see
0: the thing about like stuff like that when you think about that when you look in the history of stuff when it talks about people who the go history to court of stuff people. That's, well, uh, the that's history quotes Jordan stuff that comes in and the history of things that happen events that happen in terms of courtroom hearings. Mm. You have psychiatrists and these people who are supposedly supposed to be specialists. Like the expert witness. And they always, they're always the ones who are called to cases because the people that call them know they're going to say what they want them to say. Yeah, they And get everybody knows that. Judges know that. The public knows that. everyone But yet yeah. they still have a fucking job. Yeah. And that's what this Thin Blue line pissed me off the most about is that I look at all these fucking idiots, every single cop, every single fucking judge, every single prosecutor, every single person that had no fucking sense and who didn't give a shit about this poor person, and I look at them and I'm like, oh, they still have jobs. They still, they're, they're, they're fine. They're still like, doing what they're doing. Yeah, they still get to practice the things that they do. Whereas if I psychology. did anything in terms like, you know, in, in the jobs that I've had, if I did the equivalent of what they did in the job that I did, I would be fired. And no one would like me. And my family probably would fucking hate me because I let someone die. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you yeah, know I
1: mean like, especially now more so, we see that more so, like, with what happened. So, yeah, so the situation that happened with George Floyd, how long it took for them to charge the people that were involved with it it's just cops looking out for cops or lawmakers looking out for lawmakers cuz really what happens is that these people that are put in these positions they they're overtaken by power, corruption or whatever have you and you know like they look out for each other more so than well, they look out for the just common man.
3: A lot of them, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. a lot of these cops, I mean the situations now they are they deal with uh, a lot of like mental health in these situations, yes. and a lot of them are not like they're uh, prepared, not equipped, me- like they're not prepared. Like, yeah, they're not equipped um, to handle
1: that situation.
3: I can't give you the exact amount of days, but uh, I saw like one time like a stat like on like how many days of training they have here, like cops here, compared to like around the world or just different professions, right? Dude, like, it's so, like it's like
0: a week or so, two weeks or something. You know,
3: it's like how is how is someone who's like really not necessarily trained to deal with like someone with mental health issues gonna be sent out to something like that or just you know and not have empathy or whatever you know they're just trying to, well
2: just as people yeah we don't we don't necessarily we think we can make those judgments but we really can't because no. of our own perspective and things we've dealt with and just things we've Plus, developed like you know on the job like a cop on the job is just gonna see their own biases yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah but, but, but grow but, grow
0: yes and that makes complete sense but in terms of this fucking story literally fucking harris was the one that they knew was the worst person the one who has a record and the other guy that they have on trial on death row for this crime has no record yeah and they know that so fuck all this well you know i you know i from, I, you know, maybe I was doing the job good before, but now I'm all, like, uh, I have these bias because of all these people I've dealt with. He's right. literally dealt with this fucking guy, yeah. who he knows is a criminal, yeah. and they just let them off. They all were just like, well, you're just a good old boy. And so, and then this one guy who has no criminal record, like, he must be the murderer. He must be a fucking murderer. Just he because he fits be. that profile, because yeah. he's not and, from there. And here. not even because, I, I really don't even know what the fucking reasoning is, because if they wanted to fucking throw Someone to the wolves, they had this fucking Harris kid, they had this piece of shit with a fucking rap sheet. Right. Like, Calm fucking... down, John
2: Grisham. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, this shit just pisses me off because, yeah, it, that, it, it could happen to any one of it us. It should be maddening. We just can like just how... get sure. in a situation where we might end up hanging, being someplace one night with, with the some wrong fucking person psychopath, with yeah. And, yeah. Fucking and, and, wrong person. and the cops already know he's a psychopath, but they just want to fucking throw me on the fucking electric chair because I was there. You know what I'm saying? That's this scary. That, that, that that's madness. That makes that's me, absolute
2: madness. That makes me sick to my stomach right yes, now. It, it, just thinking about that like I yeah, could just it's a scary be thought. out so scary On thought. the road and they could stop me and think I'm, oh, I look like some guy and without okay. without any and sort of stop me.
0: proof or any sort of real testimony without any real tangible evidence to keep you in jail and to put and to kill you. Electrify you, fucking! How you talk about how your some eyeballs psychos, pop, some pop psychos out, your fingernails it. pop yes. up, pop off, your toenails pop off. They're telling them how they're gonna fucking kill him, and he has nothing to do with this. And there's some psycho fucking kid. They know for a fact that does shit, mm. and they don't. And they're just like, he must he just not goes around it. causing trouble. Like pretty this much. shit, it blows my fucking mind, and it makes me sick to my fucking stomach because there's nothing, like they the. Everything that's put in place to protect us is literally fucking us over day by day. It's, a, whether it's, it's all a whether trap. It's, to, whether it's the hospitals, ca- whether it's fucking courthouses, whether it's police stations, <laughs> What's scary whether it's a is that? fucking market, whether it's anything. Everybody, nobody gives a shit about human beings, about other people. It's about making a profit. Yes. It's about all this other crazy yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And that's why that? I started this podcast. We need a profit. Please <laughs> listen. Subscribe. <Rotarian laughs> Support us. What's scary <laughs> is, is that Chico.
1: even up to this date, like, we haven't learned from that, you know? Like... We don't learn from our mistakes. We no. don't learn. We don't progress from it. We, we set these laws thinking like, oh, they're going to protect us. But who do they really protect? Because the people setting these laws are the real people that are in charge yeah. of stuff.
0: Yeah, if you want to be in that position of power where you're setting laws for people, you're a fucking sociopath. Yeah. Because you think that you can determine what other people should do. Like yeah, and how to judges live. Yeah. and cops are fucking sociopaths. Mm-hmm. Those are people who literally want power. And you shouldn't be able to be in a position of power if what you want is power over people, yeah. Yeah. so that you can judge them by whether it's whether they're poor or the color of their skin, yeah. or whether whatever it fucking might be. You know, like most jury judges, duty is a sham. <laughs> yeah, jury duty is garbage. Judges are fucking garbage. They are. Fuck they're most judges, they're dude. Yeah. Seriously, they don't give a shit about anything. Yeah. No, they, they don't. They give a shit about fucking. You know, signing their name or they're tired of their job. They're just they don't want to hear it anymore. They're they're miserable. They're just going. Yeah, just come on. I don't believe you. We need we our justice system, our police departments, uh, our hospitals. This thin blue line. It shouldn't be full of people who fucking act like they work at McDonald's and they're mad. Oh, one hundred percent. Because they have to serve. You have these
1: jocks who have a badge who are trying to supposedly protect you, you the public, yeah, you can't which go, really you, don't. You can't go into being a cop and be mad
0: at your wife or something and just so you're going to beat a minority on the job. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of things that happen. And that's what I think the Thin Blue Line shows is that there's... It's not about evidence. No one gives a fuck no, about No, if you... If no one if gave they a shit about it. evidence. They gave a shit about what... What, uh, you know, it's just that human beings, human beings that aren't capable of making these decisions, no human being, you know, should be able to tell another human being that they deserve to die. There's just so many things that just show you that this shit's fucked. Yeah, well, everything sucks, but I think the best thing about all this shit being fucked that so we get cool documentaries and earl <laughs> morris knows how to make a documentary and i think that's one of the best things about this documentary is that um it really kind of gives that perspective where you know in the film we're gonna talk i'm just gonna do my last thoughts we're gonna do last thoughts. yeah i was actually yeah. gonna get so into that i'm gonna just say that in the documentary we talk about later dear zachary there's a lot of tricks of editing sounds music cues different narration that really just sort of it, it sort of messes it up it, yeah. it doesn't help it
1: would you say it takes you out of the element of it, it watching just the it, it just sort of
0: just makes you be like oh this story is engaging i don't need this whereas this story it's engaging but
2: you know it's a typical there's no tricks there's no, no right there isn't. it's, yeah, a, it's, it's pretty, a pretty
0: straightforward story it's a typical you can watch this on you know cnn or something just a typical first 48 uh those those crime shows you know typical kind of story but and it's also done in that way with reenactments and it's just interviews there's no narration but i think because it's so simple and the craft behind it and the fact that Earl Morris isn't trying to make you feel a certain way. He's just giving you the facts. He's just showing you what's going on. And the way he films those reenactments, like Mondo said, it feels like kind of an enclosed space. It kind of gets you in the space of those uh, bystanders who were claiming that they saw these things. Because, you know, you have to have that sort of tunnel vision for that. These people are claimed to have seen these things, which, you know, for a fact they didn't. Or yeah, that they and didn't the person
2: who was there, the cop, can't right. even tell you a goddamn exactly. thing about that the whole model of thing.
1: the car, the yeah. license plate, whatever. Right. Or so just, so, like,
2: simple things you would have looked for. Yes, like, and so the, the way that's cop.
0: filmed is very tunnel vision. It's very dark. Everything's dark except what they supposedly saw. Mm. And so... Everything that Earl Morris does here is fantastic in terms of the way he directs it, so I think that elevates this story even more, which is very strange. Again, he probably should have edited it all crazy and added music cues and all these narrations to make this dramatic to get you engaged because it's a pretty simple story. Whereas in Dear Zachary, he could have just made it the way that then Line was made. And because of the story. Because of the story, you would have been engaged without even needing any kind of crazy editing and things like that. Right. So that's what I think puts this documentary above that one. Plus, a lot of the documentaries because not only did it get, you know, the guy who was put on murder... Uh, Adams exonerated, off. Yeah. He was exonerated, he literally because of this documentary. So this is the power of cinema, fellas. Yeah. Do we really need defund the police? Give more fucking money to documentary filmmakers, yeah. for fuck's sake, <laughs> because they're going to do the job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's fund some documentary filmmaker documentary filmmakers who Follow true crime because they'll probably figure this out because cops are sitting around worrying about what suit they're going to wear for the fucking documentary <laughs> and how fucking fat their head's going to look.
2: How much donut powder they got on their sleeve. Exactly. Yeah. So this
0: film is great. First time I've seen it. Been wanting to see it for so long because I've heard so much about it that it's one of the best documentaries ever, and it makes sense. So I'm going to give it three. No, no, I'm sorry. Four and a half. Uh, yeah, there it is. Fat cop heads. There it is. And that's a lot. <laughs> there it is. That's a lot. Mondo, last thoughts.
2: Yeah, this is another one that I've been wanting to see for a long time. I've heard the premise a long time ago, and but I just yeah finally got around to watching it. So yeah, I've this just to mention one thing too is that it was kind of not nominated for an Academy Award because of the reenactments because oh, they what? felt they felt that was. Oh. They then felt the that was thing, yeah. not true to the story, the whole and, but thing it, it wa- kind of took away from it a little bit. But it didn't. No, it. it did at it. All. it added to yeah, it. Yeah. it added to it. Roger a lot. Ebert defended it, saying the Academy can't well, enjoy can't. like innovative filmmaking and accept it. Yeah, now, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah we all sure. know that. Fuck the Academy. Yeah, and that that was obvious. Same as the cops being bullshitters and all that shit. But yeah, the Academy is corrupt as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Deep You've seen the last few Academy Awards. You know, they're just. Nominating whatever the fuck. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah. You guys still watch? Yeah, kind of. Just kidding. Something to do. <laughs> Last thoughts, Mondo. Yeah, this is a great documentary. I mean, I can't believe I haven't seen it. I This is the first time I've seen it. But um, I everyone should... <laughs> everyone should see this uh, documentary. It's just... It's just so good. It puts you on the side of the jury, like, like in the perspective of the jury, you know, where you can decide for yourself. Right. What, right. Where all this information is laid out to you and kind of like what the jury didn't get at the end, the confession from mm-hmm. David Harris. So, I mean, yeah, four, uh, four and a half thin blue lines to this documentary.
1: Nice. Nacho, what you got for me?
3: It's great. No, um... This is a this documentary is great. Um, for reals, no, for real. Now, I like the take of this. It's not your typical like. I don't know if the word uses like a blockbuster documentary where, you know, like Michael Moore documentaries and ne- documentaries on Netflix where there's like a bunch of. Do- um, narration which gives kind of a biased view this doesn't have that, oh, okay I right that. so this does this movie this doesn't have that so that's kind of what i like about this it just presents the facts it's all the interviews from all the people yes. and then you kind of make your own mind on it but i mean what's cool about it is like you see like how full of shit these people are as the, mo- the documentary yeah, 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 progresses sure. right yeah. along with that with the uh the- emily miller yeah, Emily exactly. Miller for sure well, not like, and then the boyfriend and then the other the the guy who was like a car salesman who was like cheating on his wife you know later on he's like I remember everything so I'm a car yeah. salesman yeah. Yes. Yeah. and as everyone's his, full and, of shit and as yeah, his yeah. interviews progress he's like whoa it could have been this it's like ah oh, dude you're so fucking full of shit like you don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about anyways point is um, yeah no I dug this I dug this style if you're a fan of true crime definitely watch this um, with that said I rate this for milkshakes.
1: Nice,
2: yeah. Burger King or what a what a burger?
3: Uh, burger King because what a burger fucking sucks. I've
2: well, had it the, in Dallas and fuck them. I've never had a shake from Burger King. They make shakes. That's what I'm saying. I don't think
1: they make <laughs> shakes.
0: I don't think Burger King makes shakes.
1: I don't know, but I'm they do. A fan they true do crime. when their machines
0: on. That's McDonald's. well. See, that's the thing is that I'm pretty sure. That if you're gonna watch your partner die, you're gonna want a Whataburger shake. Because <laughs> it's
2: thicker. Maybe in the 80s they made shakes. It's or 70s, 70s. Maybe.
0: That's true. You're yeah. right. Burger King probably did. Diego, last thoughts. So I'm
1: a fan of true crime. <laughs> uh, we went on a tangent there, but uh fan of true crime here and shake it was, up. that
2: was clear evidence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um from all the true crime stuff I've, you know, listened to and, and been into and all that stuff, this documentary hasn't popped up, which I was surprised at. But now that I watched it and that it you came could, into my could, uh, life, you could school all those fools. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna bring that shit up. Yeah, because
0: it's extremely popular. Yeah, and that's the thing. So it's one of the known as one of the best documentaries ever made.
1: That's the thing is, this, Our Criterion. This stuff should be. We're brought talking up. about it. <laughs> Let me finish, <laughs> God damn it. Um, this
2: demon's coming out.
1: This type of film should be brought up more because. <laughs> god damn it because uh um it literally changed someone's life for the better it exonerated someone it did what it was supposed to do what investigative documentaries are supposed to do which is basically prove or uh explain their evidence and like you know really help the positive out and progress um just like in the next film which we'll get into a little later it changed someone's life for the better it um it explained a lot About what actually happened and uh, although we don't find out in the film we find out at the end after Davis Harris uh, confesses to what he did um, but uh, Randall Adams was actually exonerated the following year. After this documentary came out, right?
0: That they don't, uh, it's not like at the end credits where no, they show you, not. like, it literally happened. Yeah, after. D-
1: yeah, yeah, which in the next film it, it gets into that, but this film doesn't do that. But that's something that's a positive, and I can see why it is, uh, held at the high regard that it is because it did that. Not just that, but the way it, pre- it presents its evidence, the way it presents the story, the way it presents you know, each person that uh, is getting interviewed is kind of like that something, like, I don't know for sure if it was used that way, that format was used beforehand as far as documentaries. But further on, we see that a lot in in documentaries in general. Not just true crimes, but even when they're interviewing someone. And this introduces that well. Overall, I really enjoyed the watch. I would recommend it not just to true crime fans, but just anyone that is looking for a good documentary. Um, And I'm going to give this a 4... Four wrong blue cars. Because they can't figure out what car is there. it is.
2: Is it Mercury or Venus? Yes. Yeah, right. you guys, like
0: yeah, you pulled that reference out of nowhere because we didn't bring that up at all. But that's great. Yes. This is a thin blue line. And I'm glad you brought it because it was the first time that I think we've all seen it. And I think everyone should see it. I recommend it to everyone. Please watch this. I know you guys all like fucking watching, you know, people getting wrongly convicted of murder and shit. So this is a perfect documentary what what's in. It, yeah, that's what's yeah, in right yep. now. Yeah. Hell yeah. But Check this shit what out. we're going into next. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about another doc. Yeah. What we got, Diego. What film are we talking At What film are we voting, <laughs> not letting in <laughs> next? Yeah, just kidding, likely. just
1: kidding. So I brought... Uh, He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I brought Dear Zachary, uh... Take Renge. sister's <laughs> Uh It's a documentary from 2008, directed by Kurt uh, Kuhn. I mean, I might have butchered that last name, but... Um, That's good. That's probably how it's said. Kurt Kuhn?
0: I would have um, said Kuhnini or something. Kuhnini? Kuhnini? Kuhnini. I'm yeah.
1: not sure, but anyway. Yeah. So, Kurt. My boy, Kurt. Um, so, the film's about, uh... Director Kurt, um... Examines the life of and death of his close friend, Andrew Bagby, who is murdered following a breakup with his girlfriend, who then reveals she is pregnant uh, with Andrew's baby. And then just goes from there. Right, so
0: basically, I mean, pretty much this guy says, oh, my friend was murdered by his um, ex. ex-girlfriend, really? And then we find out that she has a baby, so I'm mm-hmm. going to make this documentary for this baby really? yeah. to show this child who his father was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that's how, pretty much what it starts off as, is him being like, look, I was able to come in... Th- everyone was kind of able to finally mm-hmm. come into the baby's lives after all kinds of shit that we could, we'll get into, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But for him to just be like, well, I'm just going to make this talk, because he has a bunch of footage of his dead friend. Yeah, because
1: he, he started making films with them from when they were little. Right. So he's known, he was him forever, him. Yeah, he's known yeah, him forever, yeah. Yeah, and
0: he was acting. His friend was acting mm-hmm. in his films. Yeah. And so he was always making films, and it has just ton of footage yeah. of this kid zachary's dad who literally he never will know or no. see because yeah. the his mother shot him yeah and it's another one of those documentaries as we were speaking of in the thin blue line where you look at this and you're just like oh yeah obviously this person did this. Yeah,
1: right away you kind of get that feeling that how this has, person's how, a crazy nut.
0: How have none of these fucking judges or lawyers or anybody been able to figure this shit out and get these fucking psychopaths convicted?
1: I feel like what's crazier is that... Should
0: just, I murder someone is what I'm saying. Because I, mean, I know probably, because you're, you're me. Mexican, so you're you're don't. Right. And I, and well, I have maybe, no money and I'm low class. Yeah.
1: So this, this, <laughs> just to mention that this is in Canada, so the judicial system over there little different as right, i think well. they still
0: wear right white robes
2: right yeah they wear robes little, or white yeah. wigs i mean yeah, they, white <laughs> robes white wigs i mean they wear robes
1: but what's crazier too is that uh they start helping this lady they start telling her what to apply for how to write her like some testimony or some some insane. paperwork yeah. that's her crazy. appeals they they, they let then, her know how to yeah. do
0: because no lawyers want to take her case at one point yeah and literally She's trying to figure out ways to appeal things to appeal stuff, and yeah. these judges because she writes them letters and because judges are absolute pieces of shit. Well, who, she's
2: not that crazy if she's getting all this help and knows how to work it. Well,
0: I mean, she's not. I'm not to say crazy. Crazy. she was dumb. She knows she's how just how to get crazy. Help. I mean, look, yeah, crazy basically, dumb. She was dating this guy who is Andrew Bagby, yeah. right? That's his name. That's and who this is like, about.
2: And what kind of person is Andrew?
0: Well, I mean according to the documentary, it seems like he's a pretty outgoing, nice He was funny... like Michael J.
2: Fox almost.
0: Everyone loved him is
2: what yeah. it seems like. I Yeah, he was very loved he was by his family. Like, everyone's friends, best kinda yeah. dorky kind
3: everyone's of everyone's best man in yeah, their yeah, wedding. For sure. You know? No, he just seemed loved by literally everyone, like you know. Every, I, like I just said, it. I don't know if you he heard me because we were talking over each other, but like he's literally uh, like they, they ask all his friends at and one Bagby point, would never like who him. would be your best man, and like every one of his right. friends answers that it'd be Bagby.
0: You that know? that's a good way to yeah. put. That's yeah. really the probably the best way to put it. Is yeah. he literally everyone that knew him wanted him to be his best man, even like coworkers want him to be his best man, like crazy shit. Like so he was he was a pretty good guy it seemed like, mm-hmm. and so even when he starts dating this uh, this bitch. Sorry, who is much older the than forty-year-old? She's yeah. forty, and he was like he's twenty-eight older, yeah. when they started, and, right? And so it seems I like, mean, it's not, like that's I, not that bad. They
2: kind of like they kind of make that point kind of stupid. Where oh, like, yeah, she was twelve years older than him. He's twenty-eight. He's forty. That Doesn't really mean anything. I mean, yeah, you're still a dumb guy. Yeah, they, they kind of make it seem like a negative thing. Yeah, they yeah. gave that because like, she had oh, two like, kids like, already, like, and so on. She's and so
3: old. Forth. Like you shouldn't date her. Like kind of. Yeah, that deal. was the
2: whole But then vibe, they go into yeah. the way she was at when they're around each other and how how she acted around his friends was kind of just...
0: Well, and also he finds out that an, ex-boy- an ex-boyfriend eventually tells him, hey, she's crazy. I try mm-hmm. to break up with her and, you know, she's just crazy. She went like, nuts, get, yeah. Yeah, get away from that. And then he starts to see that himself. And so yeah. eventually he's pretty much like, I don't want to see you anymore. Leave me alone. And... He's finally, because he was, he's trying to be a surgeon or a doctor, right?
1: Uh, a, some sort uh, of family medicine. But he's uh, yeah. trying to be. A, yeah, a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's
0: gone, to, he went to school for it and everything. And so mm-hmm. he finally found this kind of great job that he loves and this like life that he loves. And so he's trying to get rid of her because yeah. she's not really helping that. And, so and she, she was def-
2: supposed to be a doctor herself, but they never really find out why she never...
0: Right, they never go into why she never started to practice. They never get that
2: information, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can kind of figure odd. out... Yeah. They... yeah, she has her credentials, but yeah. she never practiced, yeah. which is probably because nobody wanted to take her. She's probably stealing f- pills or something.
0: Yeah, she's because she's a fucking psycho. Yeah. And so and he finally realized that, and he tells her, no, I'm not going to be dirt. with you. And so she decides to shoot, shoot him in ass. the asshole. Just, and he, which <laughs> yeah. is crazy, because... He shouldn't have gone and met her. I think he just kind of met, went to go meet her to blow it off, to kind of finally like it cut like it off. It seemed like that was
1: his. That was the way he was, though. He wanted to kind of give her closure because he didn't need it. He he was the one. He sent there. her off on a plane. Yeah, on a plane. Yeah. yeah. And so, his
2: coworker tells him not to meet her alone, like somewhere well, public. And he, in every, he every, says. Right.
3: Don't meet her because you sent her off on a plane like yeah. thirteen thousand, mi- like yeah. thirteen hundred miles away, and she drove back yeah. to like, so you. Like she know. got off the plane. Yeah, and drove I wouldn't back. meet her. I like, would that call sounds the cops. Crazy. Yeah. Like don't meet.
2: Yeah, he up tells with him her. to leave out the back door, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Why?" But he's just that kind of guy where. He gives those people the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's a nice person. Yeah. And they talk about, yeah, he uh, begs. He couldn't be an asshole because he wasn't. Well, you know? you know,
0: like Green Day once said, nice guys finish last. That's on the Varsity Blues soundtrack. Was it uh, on
2: uh It was Nimrod? on Nimrod. I mean, yeah. that doesn't matter. It was on the Varsity
0: <laughs> Blues soundtrack. All but, right. Uh, the point is that he shouldn't have gave a shit about who cares. I, I get it. He was a nice guy, and that's, that's right. really... That's really great of him. But now he's he's shot in the ass. So that doesn't um, it that doesn't really mean anything. Um, I'm sorry, but look, if someone's acting crazy with you, and they're continuing to act crazy with you, no matter how many times you try to be reasonable with them, it's more than likely that they're going to try to hurt you in yeah. some way if they don't, yeah, if I'm not they don't saying,
2: stop. I'm not saying that was the right thing. No, no, but I, I'm just telling you
0: that it... You know, he I need to cut nice some guy. People out of nice life. You got to tell me on a podcast. <laughs> well, I'm telling you that being nice doesn't mean shit because being nice is what gets most girls kidnapped, murdered, or like it gets most people like into trouble because you're. Well, yeah, s- we
1: talked about that in the in the um, the funny games episode. The, them right. being trying nice to be polite and cordial. You trying,
0: know. No, not, not even that. I'm saying you as a person when you're dealing with something, when people right. are just, she, when you, when you just, when you feel uncomfortable in a situation but you don't want to be Yeah, There's uh, people uh, There's people yeah. who
2: know how to manipulate that kindness yes. and right. turn on That's themselves. That's what this lady did. And, and yes. this lady was doing that. Yeah. She was she holding on to dear life. And yes. She literally
0: killed this man and then told everyone, oh, I have his kid. Yeah. So yes. his parents had to go through all this rigmarole, all this bullshit, all yeah. this legal bullshit to try to just see this child and while she's awaiting trial for murder, right. she gets to keep the child because these judges and these fucking white-wig-wearing psychopaths in Canada... And then who she are, has these,
2: like, weird people on her side, like the psychiatrist guy... Who, just like in the last week is just, just fucking she, corrupt. It's yeah. just a yeah. corrupt person. Like, yeah, no, exactly, you, you
0: know? Know? Like, It's just people that are just willing to do shit like that. I mean, she was probably paying him in some way. I mean, there's no way he was doing that without getting paid... Or maybe, but the whole
1: thing is she didn't have money.
2: Well, yeah,
1: that's what they say. Right.
2: I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Look, yeah, there's. Well, the, that's that's one of the things with the documentary too is he doesn't dig, he doesn't investigate enough. You know, he's just kind of showing what happened. Well, and, that's. I mean, and I he don't has all think, these videos. Well, the and point stuff. of the documentary is
0: not. Yeah, to Yeah, it's investigate. not about the trial. I mean, there's he's. So it, it's more. about the showing. It, it literally is about showing that kid Zachary Zachary dead his dad. Yeah, yeah. and then eventually it leads into this sort of investigated thing because literally what I was trying to say earlier was that the mom literally kills this fucking has this kid and then so they're going through all this trouble the parents are trying to get this child from this murderer Andrew yeah, child yeah. she's not a murderer yet but they're trying to get this grand their grandchild from her uh-huh. and these fucking assholes are literally letting her keep it and letting her make rules for the child, and letting her f- like tell the grandparents yeah, it's when insane. to come and like, go, everything they but, have to do. But yeah. the point is, and then so eventually, because she doesn't want to fucking deal with that, because she knows that she's eventually going to go to jail, and she's eventually going to lose her child to her grandparents, to the to the kids child cr- to yeah. kids grandparents. Yeah, she fucking straps the kid onto her and jumps into a fucking jumps the off ocean. a cliff into the ocean, like. She she literally does all this shit, goes through all this fucking rigmarole and trouble for these people just to fucking end it like that. And, and then she's so such a selfish piece of fucking yeah. shit.
1: It's so infuriating what she put these poor people through after killing their son. You know what I mean? I'm not a parent, but just to put myself in their shoes, the feeling that, you know, and, and they while they're interviewing the dad he he shows those emotions this is one of the rare times in a documentary where you see emotions take hold of the fa- the the victim's family how he responds to it how he says i wanted to kill her i wanted to choke her i wanted to just you know a- and you know go on the run or whatever like just to get away from this person or just to you know kill her to get her out of our lives that's something that i haven't seen or just in a- get
2: zachary out of out of her life yeah yeah
1: Yeah. um that's something i haven't seen that reaction the way he reacted specifically i haven't seen that in a documentary yes actually that gets me to my question i was going to ask you is how did you feel watching this because you're the only parent out of all of us here and i want to know i wanted to know what you felt watching this film
3: um so going into this this is my first watch of this and i know like talking about this uh episode you know our upcoming movies you guys were talking about like be ready you know for like an emotional roller coaster if anything um but dude this movie really like fucked me up like um i watched it earlier today actually and uh yeah dude um it just it it infuriated me you know because okay yes this movie is about zachary right he's he's well, you 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 think right off the bat that you know, it's a movie for this baby Zachary. Right. His dad died and, you know, he's doing all these interviews and it's going back and forth between, you know, the court case or whatever's happening with the wife and whatever. Yeah. Anyways. All to lead up to the, the baby dying, right? right? And that like, it was just, it literally I was almost to the point like I wanted to throw up. Like, my stomach hurt so bad. Yeah. Like, I was in tears. Like, it infuriated me like like yeah. I-, I can't even explain how fucking pissed i was like I, I i maybe i just i relate a little too much because this baby was 13 months and my baby is about 14 15 oh, around the same age okay. you know so like seeing this baby and you know it's just that that twist i mean this is this is not fiction right right you know right. so i mean but i say that twist because I, you, well, the whole you're, move, you're, the whole way you're you're set, that it's, yeah, it, 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 you're set for this ride, and you're thinking, oh, you know, they're doing this this mem- this memorial, this video, and just to hear that, ah, oh, dude, it, it it literally killed me. Like it, it, you know, I explained it to my wife later in the day. Like I had to watch this movie, and I and I I cried again, dude. Like I just because of Diego. Like <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Like I want like I think the grandparent or bagby's dad you yeah. know where you put it where you said earlier you know him wanting to plotting you know like to kill her you know to, to save zachary you yeah know, to you know it oh dude it was it like it's almost like it to me it made sense like as a father like i want to protect my kids i want to protect my grandkids like yeah. oh, i would, fuck this bitch like kill her like because yeah. the system is so failing you like You know, so this documentary shows you how they keep postponing dates and dates and dates. I don't know what was going on with the whole extradition thing, but they don't don't go too far into, like, why, but...
0: It's because no one gives a shit, Uh, man. Dude, like, Nobody gives a shit. You you get killed by somebody, it takes... They got to postpone it for a couple of weeks to to change the... Uh, The venue or... Somebody put... Somebody didn't dot the I's or something on on paperwork, so they have to wait another month for fucking you to find out if you're going to be thrown in jail for murder or if your yeah. murderer is going to get thrown in jail. You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. And, it, you know, I thought in Canada they knew what the fuck they're doing, but this no. just showed me Dear Canada, fuck you. You don't know what you're doing either. Yeah. Because this shit's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's crazy how slow the judicial system moves. Like, yeah, it's just they can meet for 10 minutes and then, oh yeah, we have to we, we don't have this so we have to wait another yeah, month really, that's, yeah really it's crazy another day. Like, they
3: didn't even put any, they, at the end of the day they didn't even put any money down for her to let, like any bail there was not a cent of bail that was put for her to get out like, yeah. and they let her go yeah
0: and then honestly you don't really need to be a parent to be upset at this fucking movie no right but I wanted on. to see I mean, the,
1: the point of view of a parent really, the situation but, yeah, yeah I mean, oh sure yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nacho's point of view was that yes he would choke her as well yeah. which I think we, we all probably would um, if not if that was my strapped if that was my to
2: him and jumped off the, the cliff he would have strapped what surely to himself oh that's the name of the woman yeah, yeah. The Shirley turner broad
0: yeah um i i mean if that was my nephew that's them when he killed they, they would be dead like i mean i would strangle them i would go to jail for that why not like what it's better than them getting to live with a child that they don't deserve because they literally murdered the, that father for no reason. Not like he was abusive or right. a bad guy or at least not from anything, any sort of evidence they give. You know, right. I'm just going by the documentary. I don't know these people personally, right. but she never brings that up. She never says that. It's never a thing. So she just literally killed him. And nobody ever even really tries to figure out who murdered him. They just right. fucking well, keep well, postponing because she he th- ran away to Canada. No, no, no but I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they, there's no... <laughs> That's not, I mean, that's, yes, but that's not an excuse. That's not a reason. No, they should have well, fucking, but they, they, they did not have let excuse, her. They should have.
3: That the excuse was, she was violent, and she was only violent, like. Towards that specific person. Towards that person. specific person. She, she already killed the person that she that she wanted to, because she was angry. So she's fine. Like, she's not gonna right, well, gonna kill going to harm anyone else. That was literally the Canada fucking excuse. Yeah, that excuse. was the logic like, behind the whole. It was like, what? That's fucking mind-blowing, dude. Yeah. To, to think yeah. that and there was restraining orders against her from like other people yes. ex-boyfriends and all that there was so much
0: stuff against her and they
3: still let her fucking yeah. walk
0: yes because again our judicial system and Canada's judicial well, yeah, system and the justice the
2: system that's why is still right. Well, that's jail. why everybody I mean yeah. that's
0: why fucking Brock Turner that piece of shit rapist gets to walk around and do whatever he wants that's why a bunch of people yeah. I mean that's why Donald Trump's our fucking president yeah. because nothing matters and everyone everything's crap yeah. but That's fine because we have a podcast and so that's okay. (laughs) And we talk about films and these are documentaries, and documentaries can be very fun. These are not. But this I think so in terms of subject matter, it's engaging. It's fucking great. I mean, this has got literally twists and turns in terms of not real time, but while he was filming a documentary. Yeah, throughout the whole process, yeah, Yeah, he couldn't have written it better. Right. He didn't even he wasn't even trying to make this movie. Yeah. You
2: know what I'm saying? But it wasn't even gonna be a movie, right?
0: Like it's right. Just no, something no. for. It, yeah, he child. just wanted to keep filming throughout yeah, the whole right. thing. Right, and, and so I think that's why I can give it a pass on what I'm about to complain about now. Okay. The editing and stuff on it was a little strange to me. Something a lot of the A lot of the things that he did in terms of the way he edited stuff, or tried to over dramatize things with music or pauses or right. these different things that were unnecessary because the story itself is engaging and fucking crazy mm-hmm. and sad and and you don't need music or you don't need like these like cuts to that, set that mood yeah, yeah you don't need any of that and i think that's sort of where it sort of it sort of comes off as very and i don't think it, it even is because obviously he did a bunch of um little films with when he was a kid but i'm saying i think he did some short films even when he was older before he did this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it, but this comes off just sort of very amateurish in that it's like someone who's like well it's my first documentary and he it, it seems like he and I'm, this might not be the case obviously but it, to me it feels like the way that it's edited and done if he was like well I don't know if this subject matter is interesting enough I better get people like going with like you know edits and stuff like that right. whereas like you know what we talked about earlier with the thin blue line that is not as an engaging story as this in terms of the twists and turns and the, and, the, and the and the craziness of the story of yeah, dear yeah, Zachary yeah, sure. but. He didn't need a bunch of crazy editing no. and different things. Yeah, it was very straightforward. In yeah. order for you to be engaged and keep engaged in the story. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of one of the the flaws I think this film has. Because I don't think this director really sort of knows what they were doing in terms of a documentary. But, again, it wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be a, a home movie for this yeah, kid, they, Zachary. Yes, so, they so, still, so you can give it a pass on that. It, it's not that big of a it, deal, but it's something to point out. Yeah. It is
2: still after he after like after every everything that happens you kind of have to realize well yeah he's going to make this into a documentary sure and he and he would have been stupid not to you know yeah cuz
0: it's you know and also yeah. it's just a it's a great story in terms of Knowing that they were able to change laws because of this, just uh, like the last grand- film, the yeah. grandparents, and, um, yeah,
1: some some sort of law went into effect right. or something. It actually changed.
0: it actually incited some sort of change. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, would you guys label this uh, cinematic scrapbook? Because that's usually what people label it that's as. The dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Mondo's pissed. So the, reason, the reason I bring that up. Cinematically pissed. The Mondo reason is. I bring that up is because like what you were talking my new about podcast as Cinematically far as, like, pissed him showing different like his editing process and sometimes it feels that way that it's a visual scrapbook. You know what I sure, mean? Sure,
2: of course, because it's a lot of old pictures and things like that. That's the thing I was trying to get to earlier is how Jordan you were saying that yeah, this wasn't supposed to be a documentary to begin with. It was, it was just a scrapbook uh, like a time capsule for Zachary, you know, to remember his dad how great he was and all that stuff. But I mean that's why I think one of the bad one of the really bad parts about this documentary is the narration. It's by the filmmaker Kurt uh, yeah. Cuney. It's really bad. Like that, that could be. I, it's he, like way. Too, I wouldn't like, say it's
0: really bad, but it, there's parts that are pretty. It's like it's not that good. He's yeah. being
2: way too like serious. You know, there's exactly. no feeling I, through his his narration. He knew this guy, and when he does come out with some like emotion, emotion like, yeah. he's like, like he breaks almost to cry. When, uh, but he certain clears things himself up right exactly. away. Exactly, and that's really bad. Like, but we don't need that because yeah, again, can't.
0: the story is so engaging enough mm-hmm. that we don't
2: need his. We don't his, need his, his false, like yeah. heightened. Um, yeah. And then this happened. Where Maybe just that's way why too he did straight. that. Because he wanted it to. be But then he, but he lets those emotion breaks, like where you would have just recorded it again, you know, where you c- and where, cut that out, you know, like that's where it was just like just the. I mean, that was that's what I really noticed a lot about this was the narration. It was just so like. It was way too like cut and dry, sort of. And then he tried to have those emotional moments, and it didn't work for the film, for the documentary. Well, it, and, yeah. it didn't, yes, there, and the, and the documentary didn't need that, where the story is just so compelling. Yes. You just kind of had to lay out the facts and, yeah, start with him. Yeah, through this journey of making this film and getting to interview and relearning his friend again. Necessarily, you know? I then, didn't really,
1: I didn't really have a problem with that, but I did catch them. Because it didn't happen often, and when it happened, it, w- it stood out well, so much. Well, it stands you know? out a lot, because yeah. there's
0: literally a point where, you know, they're showing what Andrew Bagby is like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's going back and forth between all his friends, and they're talking about how great he is, and, mm-hmm. and, and saying all these stuff about, you know, his smile and this and that, and then it freezes on someone. And literally the narration says, we'll get back to that. Yeah. But, and then it literally cuts the footage of, like, oh... Andrew Bagby was found killed and blah, blah, blah. And it's just this very strange freeze frame for really there no... There was
2: another weird freeze, too. There, there's quite a few. Where, I, like, something's yeah, happening and it just... Austin. And it just... the There's no dialogue or anything. And just kind of going through, like, this one picture. I can't even remember what it is. Well, else. they
0: do that a lot. They, they freeze on a lot of pictures. They literally yeah. cut the dialogue in a lot of places where they'll mm. just stop a dialogue. And then it'll pause for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's like awkward I thought that was my it. streaming. I thought that was Same like... here. Literally, yeah, exactly. like, I
3: thought it was my streaming issue that because it just it's so abrupt that it does it's not smooth. Yeah, you the know parents know what I'm were so talking about something exactly and then it just goes back stops into it. And, like, and you're like, oh shit, is my like, internet down? Like, what yeah, the fuck?
2: literally, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I thought as well. The, the times that it he happened, wasn't playing any funny games in this one, but I didn't see the little <laughs> thing spinning in the middle, so I was like, well, it can't be that. Yeah, it, it, what's going on here? But again. That's what it's... The thing that's strange about all these techniques is that he doesn't need them. This story is engaging as it is. Yeah. Him just following this... The, even the idea of him just putting together a movie for, uh, you know, his f- dead friend's son. Yeah. That's... That doesn't. You don't need all these tricks and all these kind of fade-ins and fade-outs and star fades and things that, that he kind of... Not that he does that, but you know what I'm saying? It yeah. sort of... They, yeah, and it's things weird because
2: like this and uh, Andrew guy, he's like kind of interesting on his own you know like all the stuff he did like the making movies
0: yes he's a very successful person he like actually has gone out of his way to do all these things he's traveled a lot he knows so many different people in all these different places the the amount of people they interview (laughs) for
1: yeah the amount of people they interview for the film is quite it's insane it's ridiculous really
0: not that many unless someone's famous yeah they literally don't Interviewed that many people yeah. about someone who's been murdered, and they interviewed with so many people because, yeah, he was just a very popular person. So yeah. you're right, yeah, he could have been very engaging. They could have just made a documentary about his life and engaged you in that way, and then got into the murders. Where at first they were just sort of trying to be like, This is a wacky, cool guy, yeah. and they're just having these people telling you all these things, and then it just frees for like, But wait. We'll get back to yeah. that. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Andrew Bagby was found shot in the back in the ass, and you're just like, what the <laughs> fuck? You're just the like, back oh, of shit? Ass. You're just like, my lord. You're just like, what is going on here? Why we did he do to, that? We need span? to start
2: keeping tallies. How many dead animals we get on this podcast, and how many asshole shootings we get? Well, with, with Diego literally, sure, there's going to yeah. be a lot. That's what I can, can tell. We not?
0: Can that's we what not? I can tell. Let's do yeah. not. Let's do but not. so I think that's, it's one of those strange things that separates Thin Blue line from this, and that, They're both very engaging stories, even though Dear Zachary is more engaging, Mm -hmm. but it does the worst tricks,
2: the worst kind of uh, camera. It's not, you know, this, I mean, yeah, Thin Blue Line is kind of like, like craft and cinema and like documentary filmmaking, like pretty much almost at its best, you know, at that time. But this one is, you see, it's kind of amateurish and, you know, a little too like run and gun and. He doesn't have all the like all the cameras to use and do that stuff. It's pretty low budget. Right. Yeah. And,
0: and it's very it's yeah. it's all older footage. And again, he was just he wasn't doing this as a documentary. It started yeah. off as just making this kind of home video as right. an homage to his friend. Right. So, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons that I could see why a lot of people don't like it. I was surprised to see that a lot of people weren't really into this documentary really? when I looked it up and a lot of people complained about that specifically. Okay. But again, I, that doesn't that is not necessarily a deal breaker or something yeah. for me because right. again this sto- subject matter and the way that it's played out is engaging enough I was furious I was emotional I cried <laughs> you know it was one of those things where I was just like what the fuck Diego like why you make me watch this <laughs> yeah no. but I'm glad I did because you know it was a documentary i had want i wanted to see it for a very long time yeah and it's out actually you know it's kind of funny we're talking it's literally on the criterion channel right yeah, it's now a, it's, it's, a it's a little spotlight, spotlight. Film. yeah yeah but oh, okay. uh um oscilloscope yeah they put it out they actually have a really great edition that you should get of it uh honestly did you they because
2: i looked at the website adam like, Yacht beastie boys that's his company baby
0: <laughs> a lot of people don't know that that's adam Yacht yeah, from did beastie that. boys yeah. company he wanted to do the same Shaped thing as it criterion, after the criterion yeah. collection oh yeah, yeah. yeah. r.i.p but
2: baby. i was looking on the dear zachary website just like kind of to do a little more research on this film because i remember when it came out it was like one of those trailers that was always on like apple oh, okay. you know back in the day r.i.p yeah you
0: recognize the cover yeah for sure
2: but yeah, they released. I guess it was last year that was that it was the uh, like tenth anniversary of this, and they released the so. tenth anniversary Blu-ray. Oh, nice. I don't know if it was Oloscope or a Skiloscope. Uh, yeah, a Skiloscope. Sorry, <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. No, it yeah, is a Skiloscope. Adam Yakos Skiloscope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if they released that one or they released one the prior one. Mm. But I yeah, but that was cool.
0: Yeah, but they, they have great artwork. They have great um, special features on mm-hmm. that. So. You know, that's sort of... Should we start getting into the arguments about whether we're going to let this in or not? What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, let me yeah. let me present my feelings as to why I Your want. Arguments. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, my, my argument, argument feelings for it. Take so, it over, baby. Take mm-hmm. it over. So, Tourette. Tourette. So, so, overall, this is a film that I've seen on a lot of lists uh, as far as a documentary list, true crime, uh, even just disturbing films um that's kind of how yeah, i I, yeah, I, I got 100%. i got i can i came across this because i was actually uh because you wanted to make
3: nacho cry
1: <laughs> yeah no um through true crime and through, David sounded
2: pretty happy about that, when said that. <laughs> i wanted to see him cry he's, he's not like, crying yeah, anyway. he's not crying here yet but um
1: <laughs> so when i watched it of course i felt everything you guys felt it is it is almost like a plot twist even though it's you know nonfiction. um and it takes you by surprise in the book po- because the whole the whole way through, I knew that the film was supposed to be, like you said, an homage to this specific friend for the, his son. Uh, he was making this film for him and and he was highlighting all these things and he was showing them like this is the, the type of person you should be. You should, right. should aspire like, to be this It was human.
0: him doing that journey to Zachary, going through all the yeah, places the, the, that, the, that his father, that his friend had yeah, well, he touched, been, yeah tur- which yeah. again... He's just a very interesting guy. He literally had lived and been all these places, all these ple- people that they yeah, showed in that he knew. The swamp, yeah, the he was yeah. <laughs> like he just knew all these like random some random people. ass people, and all these people were like, like, yeah, that he was like my son, and then, and then you're just like, well, who is that guy? And she's like, yeah, it was his ex wife's uncle's cousins. His cousins, yeah, his and cousins' like, ex husband. Like, damn, he was just like one of those dudes that like. He could be with, the, like, the in-laws still loved him after, but like, fit, the divorce. Yeah, Even his ex-wife so well. still, like, hung out with him. Yeah, his like, well,
1: Ex-fiance. Ex-fiance. Yeah. But they f- it fit in so well for the person that he was. But anyway, so, that being said, um, the first time I watched it, it did, obviously, made me feel everything you guys felt. But I think, like, I really enjoyed the watch. I really enjoyed it for what it was. I really enjoyed it. I know that you guys... Brought up some stuff that I didn't really catch on to. Wait, the fun. watch
0: with Vince Vaughn and Jonah Hill?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, this watch. But um, so overall, I think one of the reasons why I wanted it, not only because it's a spotlight film on there already before before it was even on there, I was thinking of bringing it up. But um, also because there's more to it. I think the director did like a like a um, a little short film based on it that he released through YouTube. I don't know if that's on the Blu-ray that you said that they re-released last year, mm-hmm. but that would be nice to get that on there as well, where he talked a little bit more about it. He talked more about the trial. I believe like it's that. on the
0: oscilloscope. So that was features. yeah,
1: that was something I wanted to bring up because when I when I rewatched this and I looked into it more, I I saw that he had released something through YouTube. Obviously, I thought that, that that'd be a good point to bring forth, um, just to know more about the trial, which he didn't really touch based on too much. In the in the film, he touched more based on the you know the the personal aspect of of what he was doing, and just I mean this is one of those films that I mean it's something that I feel should be not necessarily I wouldn't say praised but like held in high regard, and from what I've read, it a lot of people enjoy the film. It's a hard film to watch, but when they watch it, it's a not very much complaining which is when you brought up those complaints that people said I haven't seen those and the other thing too is um, the ending it leaves you with an ending where it's like although it's not a happy ending uh, it's something where you want to see that now even till now we're still fighting to change all these different laws or or implement laws and policies and that's something that reflects a lot in like society and I think films like that are important because, well, and, it needs and to that teach. was, the,
0: and that's the grandparents. That wasn't the filmmaker's lazy ass, right? No, I understand that, I'm but joking. he showcases that. No, no. I Therefore,
1: I think it's an important thing that people need to see, <laughs> not just, not necessarily just in like you know, uh, like you know, writings or whatever, but also in cinema. It's something that needs to be highlighted. So that's that was my argument for why I wanted to be in Criterion.
0: Okay, all right. Well, you know, it's a valid one. It's on a skill scope and it has the special features yeah. that you're talking about. So that's something that, you know, it, it, it's not really, it doesn't really help because you're you could right. probably get them there. But I'm not saying that that's, that goes against it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just, you know. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So let's do, should we do final thoughts? Should we do final thoughts if we're going to let this in? If we're going to let this. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. If we're going to let this pupper in. Nacho. <laughs> As uh, the only papa here, the only dear daddy, let's hear your final thoughts on it. Your real final thoughts on how you felt about it, what you think about it in terms of everything, and are you going to let it in to the cult?
3: Um, final thoughts. Gut wrenching film, man. It was a roller coaster. It was literally a fucking hell of a ride. Um, yeah. It's, again, this, this movie killed me, it brought all the emotions out of me. From anger. Um, not only anger, like, happiness at some point because of Zachary, you know? Zachary was a spitting image of his dad, you know? So... Yeah, you know, scenes you with the, scenes with the scenes with the you know, grandparents are absolutely you know, beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Him with his grandparents, it's like, dude, like, although,
0: you know, this tragedy happened... Luckily, he didn't have to fucking just spend... You know, the every
1: moment with the, his mom the, the small
0: time of his life with his fucking piece of shit mom. Yeah. Luckily he got those
3: times with He his, got that he, true yeah. love from his grandparents, you yeah. know, the same the same love that his dad got and you know, it was it it oh, dude, like I'm I'm telling you, still just thinking about it now, it just brings out all kinds of emotions in me. Um, this is
0: a movie I, dude um, it's a documentary, too, so I mean it's a little sorry, harder. Yes, a doc- no, 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 but I'm saying... I, I yeah. wasn't trying to correct you. I'm just saying, you know, if it was just a movie where it was just like a like a, a, fictional, a, a story. fictional story,
2: it would be harsh, but it wouldn't... It, it wouldn't be. It would be a little more unbelievable. You it know? would be yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. We're like, oh, sure. come on. Maybe yeah. would be like, oh, you know, this is overdramatic. You know? yeah, like the sure. twist at the end. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, you're
3: just like, yeah, yeah.
2: no. <sighs> and painting this picture of this guy who's just like...
0: And because it's so real, it just... It's something like you know, like I think what what Nacho was saying was that people should see it, but it's like fuck, like just know that you're gonna have to like, yeah, it's ho- yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna suck. It's it's it sucks because literally it's like everything.
3: Yeah, you're in for a tough ride, definitely. Um, I I had some issues with the editing. Yes, I, I've um some of the editing, uh, like when they're describing Andrew Bagby getting shot, you know, and them showing certain pictures, like right, to right, describe. Right. Where he got shot, they were showing baby pictures. Which is very strange. Um, So, yes, to me, it's kind of sporadic. I don't know. The the editing is a little bit weird. But, again, overall, I did enjoy... I enjoyed and I'm a fan of this documentary. Um, Would I like to see... I would like to see like some more in, in regards to you were saying that there's something yeah, on YouTube, yeah, to the trial right? try, and try. Yeah. So like some type of special edition, some type of release that provides that. But again, you guys are saying that it's already available on, on a, a scale, of scale. which again I was just I'm saying not, that not, not,
0: I wasn't trying to like uh, put that against it, right? No, right? Right? But right. I
3: mean, I would like a Criterion cult. I mean, not <laughs> yeah, oh. Criterion cult stamp on it and a criterion, criterion collection stamp. stamp. So you, with that <laughs> said, well, yes, I mean, I'm gonna let it in. I cool. Hell yes. Hell yeah. All right. That's some good shit.
0: No, no. I mean, yeah. That, that again. I wasn't trying to use that necessarily against it. It was just sort of a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
1: I mean, we've talked about it before. Yeah. There's other other companies that do it, but right.
0: Yeah. So I'll do my final thoughts. Um, I've been meaning to watch this documentary for a very long time, but it's again. I just sort of. Was this your first watch? This is my first watch oh, because I didn't want to sit through something like this. Sitting yeah. through something like this, it okay. takes uh, it takes you sitting down and being like, all right, I know that I'm going to watch some shit that's fucked up. And, you know, as we talked about in the previous film, this is just a great example of how our justice system is garbage. And it just doesn't work. There's like, you know, they, they don't really care about what's going on with people. And so as much as I didn't care for the editing and the different things and the different techniques that he used uh, in terms of, you know, again... It's fine because he wasn't starting this off as a documentary. It wasn't made for that. It was sort of just a home movie for this kid, Zachary. But I think that he does try to sensationalize a lot of parts, try to over-dramatize a lot of parts yeah. with voiceover, with music, with editing. And it's unnecessary because the story is unbelievably engaging. There's so much drama. Yeah. They're, 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 all you need to do is hear his, those grandparents, Zachary's grandparents speak. And... That's that's it. That literally could have been the whole the whole um, documentary, because they are engaging. They're articulate. They are literally giving you every emotion that I'm pretty sure everyone is feeling throughout that documentary. So, I don't know if because it has that oscilloscope release. I'm sort of reluctant. You know, I'm sort of kind of being like, well, I don't know. If we need another release of it, because the Skill Scope um, has great artwork, it has all the special features already. I don't like
2: the cover poster.
0: I actually don't mind that cover poster, that artwork. I I can understand why people might not like it because it doesn't come off as serious as this documentary is. It's a little sort of like indie kind of it seems like it's like an indie dramedy or something. Yeah, yes. Like I think sentence. it
1: has, It tries to give you that feeling that it's supposed to be like a children's story, like all sure, me, you know what sure, I mean, like a, sure. like a storybook type yeah. yes, thing.
0: Yes, of course. But I, I don't. Know. It I not It doesn't grab me. I sure. got you. Yeah. I. And, but I, I don't mind it too much. But with that said, I still think it is a fascinating story. Whether some of the editing choices are not that great, that doesn't really mean too much to me. I'll let it in. I think it should get in because yeah. you're right. I mean, it'd be nice to see some different cover art for it. It'd be nice to really see, you know, I don't know exactly if they do the same thing that Criterion does where they get the director to do new commentary or they do new interviews or redo interviews for that. I don't know exactly what special features Oscilloscope has, but it'd be nice to see it Maybe on Criterion. Maybe
2: they get some uh, new voiceover. for those parts you talk about but either way I'm gonna let it in Mondo what are your last thoughts yeah that's a good point where you guys are telling me that this is wasn't made to be a film sort of at the beginning right obviously to start with it was this whole time capsule you said it you get it Literally, it was just supposed to be an iMovie, yeah, a little thing and he threw it, it together we, for like a, a kid, you know. And for, it looked his... like he used iMovie Ima- transitions from two thousand and three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's the whole thing about this: uh, the Thin Blue Line and then Dear Zachary, like we're kind of pairing them together. They're both documentaries. They both kind. Of, Dear Zachary does kind of become a crime documentary, or maybe just I don't know. Just it just goes over. How how shitty the judicial system is. Yeah. Well, it's always Canada. Canada. It starts off over as here. a crime
0: documentaries, pretty much. Yeah. He's making this video because his friend got shot.
2: Exactly. But I don't. I don't know if I can let this in just because of the filmmaking. Oh, okay. It, it's a big part. Like, and look, I, and again,
0: I, I don't. I I'm wouldn't not give you any pushback on that because, yeah, a lot of people. I, I mean, I saw a lot of people really rate this. Film
2: low because of that because they felt like that that was a huge kind of hurdle that is a yeah thorn in its side like that's what's really but bringing do you, it down. Do from... you
1: rate films like do you rate documentaries the same thing as you would rate a regular film you know a fictional film because I feel like my I mean, thing I think is in a lot of can't... ways you you
0: can because that what really documentaries you need to have good filmmaking you need to have because you can go on Hulu. And, there's, and go to their documentaries, and there's right. a bunch of documentaries about UFOs or Bigfoot or whatever. You throw those on, and they're trash because they're not edited well. They're well, not put together well. They're not engaging. They're not filmed well, you know? Okay, but exactly. so that matters. So
2: look at Crumb, for example. Uh-huh. Yeah. right That, it's just interviews, you know, and showing right. this guy's
0: yeah, like, well, look at my episode.
2: You know, like, it's... <laughs> it's simple filmmaking it's getting the getting the people you know they're coming off the screen they're like engaging and that's what this film was it was engaging and it had um you know the grandparents and stuff and right. and his friends i mean they're okay they're kind of just kind of I don't know. I would never be their friend. <laughs> I'm just joking. Really?
0: The grandparents
2: were great. No, I no. Really that's was, what I'm saying. The, gran- was, the grandparents are talking great. talking about the friends. The friends, the friends are. he got to <laughs> the <laughs> They're just kind of. Way too cool yeah. for them. You're Plus too them. cool for doctors. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm a loser. Oh, right. They're not. So we're not going <laughs> to oh. mesh, you know? All right. <laughs> but you know, like you know, because they were like, all that's all they all needed. They had their PhDs. <laughs> you know, that's all they he needed was their interviews, them You've got gushing. your PhD, but the podcast honored degree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the grand the grandparents are great. I'm not dissing them at all. No, like, I, I, right, right. You know, because this became a film about them in yeah, the end. They're yes. level headed. Yeah. They're they like made you know, right choices. Right, but, right. But yeah. they just got this black cloud over them yeah you know? i exactly. like, really, dealt a shitty it was for sure. really, and it just sad you know that's just really sad and that's that's why i think the filmmaking is a detriment to the story it's like the story's there it's like you know you if even how bad like kind of okay the filmmaking is you still get that but not as hard as i think if it was presented better okay like the filmmaking you know like the interviews are there like the grandparents are great they're like the stars of the show and like and it's his narrating that really kind of like you know like he wants to get emotional but he doesn't at the same time and then he's too like has like this monotone like narrating over it you know this is his friend this is like he's known this guy and he's relearning about him and like knowing other parts of his life that he didn't even know like he never knew he was a photographer photographer you know that was cool and they had they started up that um that scholarship for him like, at the hospital or whatever. Yeah, and then they out. put up
3: his, his Wait, pictures. do you and say when that. he gets emotional is narrating that that bugs you?
2: His narrating all around bugs me, okay. but those things where he lets those emotion, little emotional like things come out, it's a little cringy because like it's a little cringy, but because, because only gives it like maybe
3: a more, a more real. It doesn't feel.
2: because he's so robotic in his okay. narrating the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah he's then pretty when robotic. He, and then yeah. and he, when he breaks a little bit, it's still kind of like just break dude Mm. you know or just fucking re-record it yes yeah there was no need for that you know know, so you're not you're not trying to let it in is what you're saying yeah i'm not i'm not letting in because i'm not saying the story is bad or even of course yeah nobody but it's on all these levels the criterion
0: you don't give a shit about zachary is what you're saying (laughs) that's basically what you're saying fuck you is what mondo is saying
2: yeah oh well i feel bad i'm, sorry. Uh, no, well, I'm no. glad because this kid never got to see this film because he would be like what the fuck is not i'm joking okay of course you are so you're not
0: letting it in but it's in because it's but you guys mind. fucking <laughs> don't know how to rate anything
2: dear zachary wait what what'd you say don't worry about it you'll, oh, listen, you'll hear on. it back on the episode oh whatever <laughs> listen back
0: you don't know what you're talking about well, I don't know. Anyway, but I want
2: to know, did, did you enjoy
1: the... I mean, it's weird to say, did you enjoy the film, but did you... Like, you know, beside those things, is it something that you would be like, oh, you know I mean, I, those are the only things that I can nitpick I mean,
2: yeah, I the can, story is... I just think it could... The story or... Docu- it could be more of a documentary. It could be presented better. Would you, you recommend know? to somebody? Would you recommend... Yeah. I would... Yeah, I would tell someone to watch it just because the story. And that's all that matters. Boom. You lost. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Boom.
0: All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Dear Zachary. It had it is, everything
2: in its hand and the guy dropped the ball.
0: I mean, look, I, I'm not really arguing with you. I sort of agree with you in that in that sense. But I think because it's such an important and engaging story and because yes. it does does the same thing as a Thin Blue Line and that it changed shit, you know, yeah. because of what the grandparents did, they changed laws and they were able to enact change through this fucking Now they're this wearing tragedy. the white robes. Well, the white wigs. They, now they're now they're in, you know, through this fucking horrible tragedy, they were able to overcome that, not just fucking fall into a black hole. They literally are which helping. Which most they, people would have. Which most people would do, and they, they're worried about other people, and they're just like, well, you know, we don't want this to happen to anybody else. And most people are not that selfless. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. They would just fall into a black hole and be like, Well the fucking system is
1: against me but it. Yeah, change they would it. blame everyone Yeah, it them just them shows else. how right. strong these two individuals are. Exactly. How Thing where, how they want to progress and push things stuff. are
2: things are what you make it.
0: Right. Yeah. And it also just shows you that, you know, maybe uh, avoid those psycho fucking people. One hundred. Uh, whether it's, you know, male or female. Uh If you get the sense that they're psycho and crazy and that they're doing weird things and you're like, oh, well, I guess this is kind of cute. No, it's not. Because it's going to end in some dumb fucking way. If
1: you break up with someone, put them on an airplane so they could travel miles and miles away and then they travel back on a car, that's, you shouldn't meet up with them.
0: You heard it here first from the Criterion Dating Podcast. This (laughs) is how you date, all right? You just send them
2: on a plane and they come back you spend a couple of nights
0: in. with a psycho you send her off back to her hometown <laughs> that's how it goes yes. thank you guys for listening dear Zachary is in the in the in the collection I, I think it's gonna end eventually end up being there mm-hmm. but maybe not because I think they were just highlighting it because they like to highlight uh, oscilloscope stuff okay so we might not see it in there but either way go get the Oskilloscope g- uh, version if you yes. if you watch it and you want to own it get that version of it. But it's in in terms of our eyes. Yeah. Be, nice just try, just Kurt Cooney, but you're not in. Well, no, <laughs> he is in. I mean, he's in it. He's in technically because we let him. Yeah, nice try, Kurt Cooney, but you're not <laughs> making
2: it in this one. But
0: even then, look again. We're you know we're not snobs here. We're not people who are trying to be fucking stupid. We if you if you're on a skill scope, if you're on any other type of thing, that's not any lesser than criterion. You know those matter too. We're what? just. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just trying, we're just trying to spread the love of Criterion that's all thank you guys so much for listening I'm one of your hosts Jordan Garcia please follow me at Young Jane Fonda on Instagram and also follow me at Jody Foster Army on Letterboxd I know those are all dumb names but still follow me please follow the Criterion Cult at Criterion Cult on Instagram and at Criterion Cult on Twitter, please follow us, rate us on iTunes, all that good stuff. Again, I want to give another shout out to Adorable
1: Pins. Woo woo She gives Woo-hoo! us a bunch of
0: great stuff. Thank you. You guys gotta follow her, buy her pins, buy yes. all her stuff. Yes, sir.
1: This is uh, the Demon Diego. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at uh, MrBeast88. Uh, I want to thank everyone that's listened to us so far. Uh, rate us, uh, give us a review whatever feels natural to you recommend us to your friends uh that's all i got
3: uh nacho the fool of Yelma here follow me at he's off the map on instagram and the tweeter
2: <laughs> uh mondo avisa here good luck next time mr cooney but uh, <laughs> but you can follow me You've at save under mo- underscore mondo at, on instagram and Letterboxed, and yeah Yeah. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Good luck. Cheers.